This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Aaron Allison. I'm from Everett, Washington. And I'm Anastasia Allison from Everett, Washington. And I'm Stacy Arnold from Sherwood, Oregon. All right on. There it is at Oregon again. Oh, man. <laughs> you can probably tell we had two Allisons on the podcast. So we had uh, Aaron, Aaron and Anastasia. And Anastasia. <laughs> I've never met her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> they uh, are married. Yes, we're married. And we're in their home today. We came down and uh, Stacy, you're up here for an event. Yeah. Um, so Anastasia has a uh, hiking group called Toward the Mountaintop Inch by Inch. And um, I came across them because of uh, her video on how to use trekking poles. And completely out of character for me, I drove up for the first meetup and I'm back for the third now. Well, I'm sure she's glad about that. I'm very glad. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> she even invited you into her home. Yes. Aaron, how, Aaron, how do you feel about that? Oh, it's always fun having people over. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, cool. Um, well, I kind of want to talk about like just some hiking stories. So uh, I recently listened to one of Anastasia's podcasts at the uh, Adventurepreneur podcast. And you were talking about the Ptarmigan Traverse. And I was like, man, that's like a dream hike for me. I don't have any skills for that type of hike, but uh, talk about what made you want to do it and where did you start? Did you go north, south type thing? And who are you with? That kind of thing. So I, I still remember I saw a photograph and I think it was on the Northwest hikers forum years and years ago. I saw a photograph of some climbers crossing the Dana glacier and I just remember seeing that picture and thinking, someday I am going to go there. And I ended up meeting my my good friend, Brenda Gordon, through sort of a curious series of events. We became friends. She was a climber. I was getting into climbing. We both started climbing together. I think our very first climb was Shuxon. And I had read about the Ptarmigan Traverse. And I think I just mentioned it to her. And she had heard about it, too. We both started doing research on it, trying to figure out, okay, what would it take to do this? And by the time I ended up doing the Ptarmigan Traverse, I had already climbed Rainier and Hood and Glacier Peak. So I'd already climbed all the volcanoes and I was sort of in this place where I was ready to move on to a little bit more obscure things, a little bit more challenging. And so I basically became completely obsessed with the Ptarmigan Traverse for about a year. So there was a lot of planning that went into this. I feel like I, I knew every inch of that route before I even did it in real life. And this was back when the road to the Downey Creek Trailhead was actually closed. It's been reopened now. The Suiattle River Suiattle Road. The Suiattle River yeah. Road, yeah. And so what Brenda and I did is we didn't want to do a nine-mile road walk after we had done the Ptarmigan Traverse. So two weeks prior, we actually biked into the Downey Creek Trailhead and we tied and or locked some bikes up to a tree and we put a note on it saying, we're climbers, we're, we'll be back for these in two weeks. And then we jogged back to our car. 
And then two weeks later, Brenda's husband drove us to Cascade Pass Trailhead. So we started from Cascade Pass and he hiked with us to Cascade Pass. And that's when we headed off for the rest of the traverse. And I just remember leaving them at the pass and looking back at Brenda's husband and realizing sort of how committing this was that we now had to make it back to the the car we had left a car at the at the with the bikes yeah, yeah. the 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 car was nine miles from the bikes at basically at the gate so we had to basically we were committed to getting back to those bikes and then getting back to the car and it was a pretty intense intense it took us ended up taking us five five nights six days we got stuck for two days at yang yang lakes due to weather so we didn't have ideal conditions go figure for the north cascades but it was it was just a really incredible trip. It was sort of this realization of a dream for me. White Rock Lakes, if you've never been there, it's probably the most beautiful place I've ever been in Washington. And I still want to go back because I want to climb Dome Peak. That was had been one of our goals was to climb Dome. But due to the, the couple extra days that we ended up hanging out in a torrential rainstorm we weren't able to fit that in so but it was it was an incredible trip yeah it's always looked pretty epic to me uh, Aaron is that something you, that's on your plate is is that type of a uh, an excursion something you'd want to do yeah I think the tarmacan traverse has always sound, looked really cool and she keeps on telling me that I'm gonna love it so <laughs> eventually we're gonna have to do it yeah um, but we've done we've done others that are, I don't know if they're similar but we've done like the uh, Wind River the high route which was about a 90 mile hike Talk about that a little bit. Oh, that was, I think that's probably one of the coolest ones we've done. It was a, a was it 90 miles? It was about, yeah, about 90 miles. So it's a, you start in the south part of the, the Wind River Range and you basically hike to the north of the Wind River Range. So we actually took a shuttle from, we dropped our car off in the north in a town called Du Bois, Wyoming, and then took a shuttle to the town of Pinedale to a different trailhead. And then the guy basically just dumps us out of this trailhead and <laughs> and you just hope that it goes well. <laughs> 90 miles to your car at that, that point. Yeah. yeah. So how many days were you out there for then? So we had planned on 10 days, uh, but we, we fin- ended up finishing it in nine. Uh, it went slightly faster than we thought, which was surprising since I think 50 miles of it was off trail and mostly rock hopping. I mean, yeah. It was full days of just rock to rock to rock almost. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. In fact, I remember the guy... The shuttle driver, as he's dropping us at the trailhead at Big Sandy, I think one of the last things he said was, you know, most people don't actually complete this route, so don't feel bad if you have to bail. And I just remember thinking, we are not bailing on this. I mean, I I had done a lot of research, and uh, if you are uh, familiar with Andrew Skirka, he is he really has done has a terrific guide for the wind river high route there's still i mean it's all you the route finding is you he sells like a map set that you can buy that was extremely helpful but it's a it's pretty intense uh a lot of aaron fell once on some of the rocks and you're pretty far out there so it's um yeah very committing (laughs) you really don't want to get hurt yeah. No. <laughs> so do you think that driver was sizing you guys up or do you think he just kind of says that to everybody? Oh man, I think he, I think he probably just says it to everybody because I think he probably sees it a lot. I mean, I think it the Wind River Range is rugged and remote and 
part of this route, uh, there's a good section of it that is above 11,000 feet on the continental divide. It's extremely exposed. And so there, if you got stuck in really bad weather, you very possibly could have to bail just to get out of there very safely. And so we were lucky. We had one, I think what one snowstorm that sort of blew in on us. This was in the end of August. We had one sort of crummy day, but otherwise our weather was perfect. Wow. And and you held up. Just barely. <laughs> no, he did great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, well, he fell. I mean, that could he be did, serious. He yeah. fell once. Yeah. And, and, and that was, a sort of an eye opener for me because we had been really honing our, our skills as far as packing lightly. And we started that trip with 10 days worth of food. And I think our packs were a total of just over 30 pounds, which is pretty light for 10 days worth of food. And had he been carrying, I look at some of the packs that people carry and it's 60, 70 pounds. And if he had had the fall that he had with a heavier pack, I think it, it would have been a lot worse. So it was sort of a, like an eye opener for me that we were doing the right thing. Yeah, the the light pack helps so much. I would have definitely nice. broke my tailbone otherwise. Wow, yeah, that's scary. But it still hurt. <laughs> yeah, I bet that you felt it sure. <laughs> All right, a quick little break here to uh, show some support with these sponsors. This is Waymark Gear Co. Waymark Gear Company, waymarkgearco.com. I want you to go over there and check out all the little ways that you can edit your pack. You know, basically. Um, you spark it with some colors here and there. And I'm telling you, I don't know the exact number, but there's got to be at least 20 or, or more ways that you can change a color on this pack. And it's so cool. And, and you can also change the, the um, pockets around. You can make one long pocket on the side for like your longer items. Um, you could add straps if you wanted to, uh, though, of course, that adds weight or whatever. Uh, it really, you can just build your own pack based on these um on, on what he's got set up earlier. That's Mark Benson over there at Waymark Gear Company. And uh, I'm on the website right now just kind of messing around. I think you guys should go check that out. I wanted to kind of throw out some some of the prices. I mean, he's got 38 to 40 liter, 42 liter packs on there for 195 is where they start. And uh, you know, 50 liter pack starts at 225. Please go over there and at least just check it out. And uh, hey, tell them the Cascade Hiker Podcast sent you. Thanks kind of bring up a story of my own um my one of my dad's last hikes uh, he, you know he's alive and and but he just doesn't hike anymore and one of his last hikes he uh we were doing spider meadow to lyman lakes and then over to image lake and out and it's kind of kind of what you're talking about you know you have the the car on the other side so you got to get through uh we just kind of came over spider gap and we're at upper lyman lake and my dad just falls he does it a lot when he was hiking just he whether his balance was just not good or whatever but uh his tooth pops out and we all know how tooth pain can be well uh luckiest thing ever i mean the whole root and everything popped out and so it hurt him a little bit but not as much as if it would have been still connected and yeah so we kind of got lucky there i mean he took some advil that we had and, and he just kept trucking but yeah those uh those kind of moments can be can be kind of funky you know when you're out there in the middle of nowhere that is not the memory that i have of upper lyman lake <laughs> of a tooth popping out that's yeah, awesome yeah he still has a tooth i think yeah. that's so like, cool like a little kid you know yeah. <laughs> it's probably under his pillow <laughs> yeah uh stacy what kind of trips i mean i just talked about a nice little hiking trip wind river and ptarmigan traverse are pretty extreme i've never done anything like that uh 
do you have any crazy stories out on the trail or anything you've done? Yeah, um, I do mostly day hikes and such. Um, but my probably my best story is um, the one I talked about um, when we were talking earlier. Um, when I went to the Wilson River. Yeah, maybe you could traverse. describe that a little yeah. more because you, you kind of brush by. You're like, oh, these trees and blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, there's got to be you know a longer story here. Yeah, so I ended up going to the Wilson River Traverse as a um, third or second backup um, to my original first solo backpacking trip. And it's a 44-mile round trip out and back. Um, and there's a couple of spots where you can camp in a regular campground, which was perfect because it was last minute. Like I picked it the night before and, and it's pretty well traveled. So I figured if I didn't have a lot of information on it, it would be okay. And I got to the trailhead at about nine o'clock in the morning and, uh, started off and about three miles in a, I heard something um, and the branches and I thought it was a squirrel or something I'm walking along and then I got clocked in the head by a branch it was pr- probably a couple inches across um, thankfully it wasn't huge but it still smarted um, and kept going and then it started pouring rain which I knew was going to happen um, it was the first weekend we had a really good rainstorm um, last September and um, hiking in the rain hiking in the rain and I'm coming across a couple of these steep areas that are pretty exposed and mostly just open dirt. I was like, God, with all this rain, I really hope there's no slides. Um, there wasn't very many other people on the trail, but, um, the area is prone to them and I'm walking along the next one and lo and behold, some of the, the trail comes, um, down from above and, and covers, um, my uphill leg, most of the way up my calf and covers my ankle on my downhill side, um, which was pretty scary. Um, at that point I'm like halfway through though. So it's like, do I go backwards or, or continue forwards? May as well continue forwards. Um, and, um, got further along and ended up, um, kind of sliding down a really slick spot in the trail. And I got my foot caught in a root and it's a foot that I'd injured earlier in the year in a car accident. So it, it was just throbbing, painful, hurt every step and I'm carrying the heaviest pack I've ever had on, on my back, which was 30 pounds, um, which isn't too terrible, but still pretty uncomfortable when you're limping. Um, at that point I had what I thought was three miles left and definitely wasn't going to turn around and go back. Um, kept going and after all that, kept going after (laughs) all that. Um, I mean, six miles back the other direction wasn't going to be very fun. So I ended up um, continuing. And when I got to the campground that I was going to stay at, it was flooded with three inches of water, except for a couple of RV spots that were full. And there wasn't anywhere for me to pitch a tent, even if I knocked and said, Hey, please, can I share? So I was like, okay, I, I read about a backcountry site across the Wilson river. I'll, uh, I'll cross at the Tillamook forest center and, um, go find it or something. I'll camp in the parking lot if I have to. So I get to the bridge that goes across the river and it joins up with the actual Tillamook Forest Center building. And I look up and I see a sign that says that the bridge closes at four o'clock because you actually have to walk through the building. And I just, I had this terrible sense and I looked at my Fitbit and I, it said 423 (laughs) and I will never forget that time. I was like, oh no, oh damn. And uh, I had to... Um, go across the river and I figured at this point that, that I'm done and I ended up using the inReach to text my parents who thankfully just live on the other side of Portland so they were only about an hour out 
like please come get me and, and take me back to the car and uh, they were able to come get me but I had just been at the Tillamook Forest Center the week before with a friend on our way back from the beach and the, the water was probably like mid-calf and it was mid-thigh at one point because of how heavy the rains had been and the ground wasn't ready to absorb all of it and it just was all sloughing off and it was just miserable <laughs> I sat on a rock um, in the parking lot and then all of the employees walked by and they're like uh we're closing I'm like I know <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here until my parents come pick me up oh man that's that's crazy <laughs> that's a bad that's a that's a bad trip <laughs> yeah, geez, it was but at the same time like now it, it's I mean it it sucked at the time but it was it's a fond memory now I mean because it was just such a ridiculous mess um but I mean like I said before it, it was a really great learning experience for me um I still made pretty decent time for not being in fabulous shape and for carrying the heavier heaviest pack I've ever had so I was really pleased with that so yeah I, I kind of talked to my daughters about that maybe they'll be it'll be maybe our first big hike of the season or something my youngest is is five and my oldest is nine and and they'll get a oh man they'll be so tired going up and 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 kind of complaining starting to say maybe you know maybe we shouldn't stop more or maybe we should go back and ball and, I'm, and and we'll get up there get back to the car they'll take their nap on the way home and then they get home and they'll tell their mom all about it my wife's just like oh this sounds like the awesomest trip ever and i'm like yeah you know they forget about all those how miserable moments. It was. yeah the miserable yeah. moments so. um it, it, well you can tell your daughters from my experience Every single time that I have continued to push on, even though I was miserable, I was super happy that I did. Yeah, I think so. that probably goes for everybody. That's very yeah. true. <laughs> well, right on. Well, that was kind of that was kind of it. Thanks for coming on the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Thank Thanks you for having us. Thank you. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at Patreon.com/slash/CascadeHikerPodcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, Rudy at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong, could never be wrong, could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall grass, playing mandolin in a white dress. So come running when I hear that song.